please, baby, try and understand me. I'm not a monster, I'm just a man with knees. I take flights when I learn it's time to go. Trying to take time back, crossing timing zones. Come press your lips upon me. LSD can be feeling empathy. One fair out of mind can make leave. Cause we suffer endlessly. Could become a Kazi. Only time will tell, even though ungodly might end up. Hey everyone, what's up? The Vixen Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, C. Ortiz. We are back with another episode. This is episode 18. So like I said, we're knocking them out. I'm excited. Um, I first wanted to thank everybody because I know last episode I said I was really close to a thousand listens and I hit it. So within a week, I've hit up to a thousand overall listens. I think we're actually at like a thousand and fifteen at this point. Um, so that's really exciting. I'm glad that so many people are listening. Um, a lot of the episodes are now averaging close to like a hundred plays. So that's cool. I'm really glad that you guys are like actually giving pretty much all the episodes equal listens. Um also I wanted to talk about I have an upcoming giveaway for the mugs that I'm selling. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, I talked about it on the last episode, but like I said, if you don't, if you didn't listen, you didn't get a chance to, um, if you just go to my personal page, or if you just go to Vixen's, um, business page, you'll see I'm selling a mug. It has fuck boy tears on the front of it. Um, it's been doing really well. Um, but I'm not sure when I'm going to restock it just yet. In the meantime, though, I did want to do a giveaway. So that's going to be happening soon to find out the details of how you can enter to get the mug for free. You got to follow the Vixen IG business page. So that's VXN.XCO. So if you want that mug, you're interested, make sure you follow. Um, so I'm glad I got all that stuff out the way. I can finally introduce my guest. <laughs> so I have a guest here named Raina. This is our first time meeting each other. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. I've been like messenger the whole time. Like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, <laughs> especially for this particular topic. So, um, you know, we'll get into that when when we get to the free talk segment. Um, but with all my guests, Raina, I asked them to introduce themselves. You don't have to give like a big, you know, speech or anything like that. Just let them know anything that you would want to share. And if you had any like businesses or ventures or anything mm-hmm. you want to let them know. Okay. Well, I'm Raina, a.k.a. the Mental Health Advocate, John. Um, I am the founder behind Brown Girls Space, a platform that encourages brown girls to make sure that they prioritize themselves first, their mental health, and their self-care. So that's kind of what I've been working on in the midst of this crazy world that we're living in right now. I love that. I'm going to make sure I follow that before, because I don't think I'm following yet. I don't follow your personal page, so I'm going to make sure I follow... Um, and I'll list it in the details also. That was awesome. <laughs> so we're going to move into our first segment, which is I See You, Sis. So mm-hmm. this segment is shouting out any women or woman that has been inspiring you and motivating you lately mm-hmm. um, that you would like other people to know about. It can be one person. It can be multiple people. Um, I have two people for this segment because we're going to be talking about being plus size, being a bigger woman. And I thought it'd be cool to talk about two plus size models that I like adore. I love them. I'm constantly posting them. They just really inspire me to, I guess, push my, like push myself out the box. Is that the, 
I can't think of the saying. You know what I'm talking about, though. Like, mm-hmm. just, just to be kind of out the box, do something that's out the norm, kind of um, push myself out of that comfortability value. So the first one is, her name is Leslie Sedora. Um, her Instagram name is Lassant. And mm-hmm. I believe you say it that way because she's French. So I feel like mm-hmm. that's how you say it. <laughs> but she is a model that a lot of people might recognize because she does basically everything for Pretty Little Thing. She's her plus size model there. Mm-hmm. They have other ones, but she's like the main girl. She's been with them for a long time. She just recently came out with um, a plus size collection. And that is my girl. Like, I love everything about her. Mm-hmm. She's just so pretty. She's just like constantly posting. And you just see she's constantly like, I don't know. She just constantly pushes me to want to even take pictures. Because me and Raina were talking about <laughs> being comfortable and being sexy behind the camera. And that's somebody that I'll go to her page and I'll be like, Yes, sis. I'm trying. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I want to shout her out. And then the other one is a lot of people also learn her too is Tabria Majors. And that is her Instagram name, Tabria Majors. She's also really known in the plus size um community for modeling. And she's very like super fierce. Love everything about her. She is like a real big um, model for Savage, Fen- Savage by Fenty. Mm-hmm. She was on their fashion show. And she just kills it. So I just wanted to give both of those ladies a shout out because they really have been motivating me lately as I take these pictures for Vixen. <laughs> Sorry, Rain, I'm shooting it over to you. Yes. So I want to shout out her name is Carmelita. She's the owner of Lita Styles. Um, I follow her personal page and I'm learning to come into my own in this thing called fashion. So she's definitely an inspiration when it comes to like how to style an outfit, how to be bold. And also, just like she always is posting something encouraging, uplifting, um, a prayer, just something that is inspiring and keeps me going. And I also just want to shout out, there's just so many dope women that are doing these how-to videos, how to style a leather, how to style a, like, a color block skirt. So I'm really into that right now. Um, so I appreciate those women for taking the time out to really teach us who are still trying to figure it out how to put something together, how to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I've seen, I don't think I follow, but I've seen that name, Lita Styles. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen that. Um, and I'm all for that too. Like the plus size bloggers who put stuff together because they really mm-hmm. hook it up and they'll show you like some places you never even heard of that you can shop mm-hmm. at. So I love that. And it's always cool seeing how people take certain pieces and they'll make, like, something bomb out of it. You'd be like, how did you come yes. up with that? Like, I wouldn't even have thought that. And it kind of, like you said, it inspires you to kind of get your own style going. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to move into the next segment called I Plead the Fifth. I always mm-hmm. say this. This is one of my favorite segments because we get the juicy <laughs> stories sometimes. Yeah. Um. So for I Plead the Fifth is my version of Never Have I Ever. I basically ask my guests a question in a Never Have I Ever format. And they have the choice of saying, you know, yes, I have. And they have to tell us the entire story. Or they can plead the fifth and not tell us anything. And they would normally have to drink. But Raina told me she's not drinking this episode because she has to work at 11. And I am supporting her responsibility. Because <laughs> I understand being at work and being hungover, it's a lot. So I'm going to drink for the both of us. Um, so I have, this is my first time getting this. Um, it's called Jack Daniels Green Label. I've never had it. I've had the regular Jack Daniels. I only got it because mm-hmm. it was on sale. And for whatever reason, this particular wine and spirits I went to today, 
I'm like, did somebody loot here recently? They had nothing. Like, nothing mm-hmm. that you would normally drink. It was just empty. So, mm-hmm. I'm trying this. Um, I don't really know what the difference is. The lady at the counter tried to explain to me, and I felt like I comprehended. But then when I tried to explain it to Nigel, I'm like, actually, that doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it works while we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. First question is, never have I ever gotten a tattoo that I regret. I don't have any tattoos. You don't have any tattoos? Oh my gosh. No. Really? I want one though. Really? So you do want one? Yes. I want to be like a one and done. Just have one. So like I do have one, but okay. I don't want to become addicted to them where I'm like super like, I got to get more ink. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing too. Like when I got my first tattoo, I think I was 18 mm-hmm. and I went a while without getting another one, but Oddly enough, I usually get tattoos when I'm going through, like, something major. So, Mm -hmm. the next time I had a tattoo, I was going through something major. I got it up school. And then after that, like, yeah, everything was always, I was going through something major. And I felt like the Mm -hmm. tattoo signified, like, when I look at them, I remember, like, okay, this is what I went through and how I got through it. So, I don't know. You, with life, you go through stuff all the time. So, it went from, like, one tattoo to only getting (laughs) that one to now I have a few. Yes. But most of them you really can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one that I got recently on. I got it last year on my hands that I was going through some crazy stuff. And I got patience mm-hmm. tatted on me, just letting me know, like, be patient. God's mm-hmm. got you. Please stop rushing. You're just sabotaging yourself. Calm the hell down. I put it mm-hmm. on my hand because I'm like, I can see it every day all the time. Yeah. So it's on the side of my hand. And then um, I got some, like, vines coming out of it just to signify like growth mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to add more to it because now I'm kind of interested in getting a half sleeve but we'll see how that goes but I'm trying to think if I have any that I regret I have the one that I don't I wouldn't say I regret for a bad reason I regret it because the tattoo is horrible it looks like I got it done in jail like I went to jail <laughs> and got a, a jail tat and it was the first one that I got when I was 18 uh-huh. me and my best friend got um, tats on the back of our necks and we both mm-hmm. look at them all the time and just say like this shit gotta get covered up we gotta do something with this <laughs> like he was the you know um the twinkle stars were in at the time because of rihanna she had them coming down so we was like oh uh-huh. we're gonna get them on the back of our necks and be cute that shit looks like he just <laughs> it looks terrible like stick figures like it's just it's uh-huh. terrible very terrible tattoo so that's the only one you know what he was doing no not at all <laughs> Because I did have one outside of that that I really did regret, but I got it covered up when I got the, the patience one. So mm-hmm. that's gone. But um, yeah, you got to be careful with your tattoos, y'all. Make sure you go to somebody that's reputable, especially mm-hmm. you. Whenever you decide to get your tattoo, make sure it's something that you're not going to be like, I'm over this within like a year or two because it's on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spend the money. It's worth it. Since it's going to be something that's on there. Um. Next question is, never have I ever dropped my phone in the toilet and grabbed it out despite there being pee in it? Whew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, you just gonna leave your phone in there? <laughs> so I'm, that's, I'm guessing that's a yes? Yes. I mean, life's all right. You gotta clean it up real good. Like, you just gotta do what you gotta do. Yo, that's the worst feeling. I had that happen to me one time. And mm-hmm. I don't think... I had it in my back pocket. 
And when I went to put my pants back up, it fell in. And I was like, what the hell? Am I? Like you said, what am I going to do? Like, my phone was in there. I'm like, I guess it's my pee. Like, <laughs> all right. So I took it out. But after that, I was like, I'm never doing that again. So now anytime mm-hmm. I go to the bathroom, I make sure to take my um phone and put it, like, in my bag. Or, like, just not have it in my back pocket because, nah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it again. I was so upset at myself that that even happened. It makes you definitely more aware and, like, like hyper in the bathroom. Like, where's my phone? Like, I got to put it up somewhere <laughs> so that it doesn't again. It was the, like, the trauma of hearing the clunk, like, the sound when it happened. I was just like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, don't tell me I'm about to look, turn around, and it's about to be in the toilet. And it surely okay, was okay. right up in there. That clue. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, hold on. What? So thankfully when it happened, I was at a friend's, we was at like at a, a friend's gathering in like a hotel room. There wasn't that many of us. So mm-hmm. I didn't have like the other germy thoughts in my mind about it, but <laughs> it was still traumatizing enough. I was like, uh-uh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question is never have I ever had a sugar daddy or a sponsor. I wish. <laughs> say younger me was should have been a little bit smarter a little bit more hip to the game because listen i could have used one it's funny that you say that because me and my sister-in-law shakira we had a conversation one night i feel like we brought this up multiple times after we're like what's wrong with us like why why are we so like no i'll pay for it or no i don't need nothing like i mean it's like that independent like is it really worth it? Like, mm-hmm. like we really? could be have got been getting bunch of stuff. Like, she was talking about you know how people get like bags and get this and get that. And I'm like, you're right. Like, I'm just like, is it worth saying I'm independent? And I don't need nobody. Maybe I do need somebody. <laughs> I would like somebody. Maybe like so. It's just like we always talk about that. Like, were we being smart by doing that? But then it's just like I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. necessarily too because. With having a sugar daddy and a sponsor comes some responsibility. <laughs> that I don't want. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. Especially if it's like an yeah. older man. Like, I got to kiss mm-hmm. you. Ew. I got to do I feel what? like a sponsor might be like a mutually beneficial situation. You know, like, maybe just come spend time or, you know, let me bury you on, on my arm. I don't know. I think <laughs> there's some, some negotiations can happen with a sponsor. That makes sense. Yeah. No? You don't think so? Why you say that, Nige? He's over there like, if, nope. If a man is <laughs> if a man is paying, you are indebted to him at least for a time. See, that's what I don't like. I'm not trying to be in debt to nobody. I'm in debt to Sally May, and I'm sick of that bitch. Like, I'm trying to be in debt to nobody else. If, if he's paying right. for everything, your job is to make sure he has nothing to worry about sexually or like within the house if you're staying with him. Yeah. See. I don't knock anybody who does it. Honestly, I feel like, shout out to you. But I, me, for some reason, my personality, I wouldn't be able to do it. And then now I done fucked everything up. And right. it's an Tina Turner situation. Right, I got to pack my bags. I'm getting hit up upside my head. Like, no, I'm cool. Never mind. <laughs> I just go to Walmart and get a job. God damn it. So, yeah. That's, that's, the, only, that's the only downside I would say is like, yeah, you got to prepare yourself to mm-hmm. be at their beck and call. So, next question is, never have I ever sent an inappropriate email to the wrong person at work? No. I'm too, I'd be too scared. Really? Yeah. 
No, now what's inappropriate? Like, so I'm gonna give you an example because this is I came up with that question because it's something that happened with my coworker. So we had this one coworker that like she's the nicest person ever. We we were we were cool with her, but she had moments. You ever have coworkers that just don't know their boundaries? And then, like, sometimes, like, even when you're trying to get work done, they're just constantly talking to you. Like, they just don't know, like, when to, like, check out or, like, get hints that you're just not interested. Mm-hmm. So, we had a coworker like that, and our cubicles were really close. And we, I guess this particular day, my one coworker was just over it. So, she, we used to email, like, it was, we used to, it was four of us that sat in this spot. And she would email the other two, talking about the fourth one. And one day she went to go email us and she sent it to her. <laughs> and I was on like, oh, on, through the work account. And we was just like, oh my God, like what the hell? But she was, she's such a sweetheart and she was cool about it. I don't even think she said anything. I guess she just ignored it. Mm-hmm. And, but she did kind of chill out from being so like talky and chatty and just popping up at her desk. But when that happened, we were like, no freaking ways. I was like, I wonder if that ever happened to somebody else, like talking about like a supervisor or like a coworker. Because you're thinking about them, you send it to them accidentally. Mm-hmm. You've never had nothing no, like that. No, I'd be too scared to talk junk on a work email. I try to keep it strictly like work, you know. Um, Shout out to yeah, you for playing the here, there, but Right. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, I learned my lesson through that. Like, after that, I don't think... Even though it didn't happen to me, I could see how easily it can happen. And I was just like, yeah, I'll just do it through text. Like, uh-uh. Them emails get caught up. Um, Last question is, never have I ever went on a solo trip. On a who? A solo trip. So, like, on a trip where you just went by yourself. I feel like... Nowhere internationally. Okay. Um, one year after a breakup, um, I was like really down and out. So I took a trip to um one of my girlfriends lived in uh, Merlin. So I just took a road trip down there by myself. It felt good. Like I I was scared that was my first time like driving that far alone. But once I did it, I was like, Oh, I could do this more often. Right. And it was refreshing. So, you know, the road trip was solo, but I you know, I went to eventually stay with her, but it was nice. I look forward to, you know, doing some more traveling alone. That's good. Um, I've asked that because I know some people who've actually done, like, international travel. Or they've gone, like, to other states by themselves. And mm-hmm. I hear nothing but good things. Um, I've done the same as you. I've gone, like, I've done road trips by myself. Um, like you said, to go meet somebody. But these specific people were going where they didn't know anyone out there. They were just going by themselves, flying by the seat of their pants, and they all had good things to say. And I honestly would like to try that. Like, I would like to try to go on a solo trip and where I don't really know anyone, and I'm just there just with myself and, you know, having a ball, enjoying myself. The only thing is I'm so paranoid. Like, I was telling you, Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of true crime, and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. I just, like, I think I would just be so... (laughs) freaking paranoid that someone would notice I'm by myself and they would try to like rob me god forbid or like mm-hmm. whatever like anything can happen but I guess anything can happen if you're with people too I just feel like it's less likely when you're in a group <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's that's that my fear of being alone that we 
make all of those things like bigger than what they are. Right. Because I've heard nothing but great things too, you know, for, from people who have traveled solo. Um, but I, I think that way too. I'm like, but I'm gonna be by myself. What if something happens? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna know where I'm at. But like, girl, what's the likelihood of that actually happening? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because of that, you kind of miss out on certain things. I've seen people yeah. say like. I took the trip because no one else, like, you know, sometimes it's hard to get a group to be on the same page for travel or like, I'm, I've missed out on certain travel opportunities waiting to find like a travel buddy or find somebody who'll go with me. And they're just like, no, I'm just going to go do it. And they don't regret it at all. I have not heard one person say like, I hated going on that trip by myself. They all have like good things. So it's on my bucket list. I want to try it for sure. So. All right, Rena, thank you. That was it for the I Plead the Fifth. Uh-huh. So we're going to move to the next segment, which is called What's Trending or Whatever. So mm-hmm. I only have two trending topics um, this go around. The first one I want to talk about, it's a little heavy, but I still want to talk about it because I feel like it needs to be talked about. Because until I think it was like yesterday, I didn't realize mm-hmm. this was going on. And I'm talking about the protests in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So for the last two two to three weeks there have been protests occurring in nigeria um the protests are to stop the police brutality and corruption that is happening there um specifically with the unit within the police force there called sars um and that was created with the outbreak it was created to help with the outbreak of like robberies and kidnappings that were happening in nigeria in like the late 80s and early 90s so they said although it was initially successful it has now turned into something completely negative and hurtful to the people of Nigeria. Um, mm-hmm. They are, you know, there are reports now of them like killing people that they've had captive, um, torturing them, mm-hmm. just doing all types of very corrupt things. Um, even recently, I think it was like two days ago, they opened fire on protesters. I think there was, I've seen different, I guess, amounts, but I've seen up to 70 people were shot. That's something that I've seen. So, yeah, like they were and it's mostly all young people. They were saying that have been protesting and these people were just they just blatantly opened fire on these protesters. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to talk about it. See if you've heard anything about that. Um, Just see how you feel about it. You have. okay. Yeah. I mean, it's all up and down my timeline. It's kind of, you know, it's really hard to miss. I remember before it got to this level of like. I would notice a lot of people would be in comments of like, you know, influencers like, hey, can you shed some light on what's going on in Nigeria? Um, so now that this incident, I believe it happened yesterday where they opened fire mm-hmm. on the, the protesters. Um, so a lot of people have been like talking about it, trending about it, um, just raising awareness and things that we can do beyond hashtags. Mm-hmm. So I think it's amazing to just really, what, what can we do to raise more awareness? How can we you know, continue the conversation and just support. Right. If, if nothing else, just be a support. Right. I agree. I was, um, I read the, I read a couple articles yesterday and I was like really upset because, you know, in general, it's a shame that this is happening, but where this is happening, like they're really impoverished there. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, they say it's like one of the most poverty stricken places in Africa. So it's just like the fact that these people basically kind of already don't have anything mm-hmm. and you're even taking more away and you're making them go through even more. I just feel terrible for them. I just feel, mm-hmm. and then it just sucks because 
you feel like you do want to help and then you do get that helpless feeling of like, how can I help? Or even the fact that like the stuff that's going on over here in America is going on over there too. And Mm -hmm. it seems like it's even, I'm not sure, but even to like a more heavier degree with the fact that people are having protests and you guys are opening fire. The fact that Mm -hmm. they're torturing these people that they're bringing into captivity, there's like, you know, apparently videos of them doing all types of crazy stuff and there's no order. So mm-hmm. it's like, even though in America is a shit show too, there seems to be a little bit more order here, a little bit, like a tad. Where over there, it's just like, I don't know. It just seems like there's no one really fighting for them. It's like a free for all. And I'm just right. like, that gotta be terrifying. And it just, I, it just sucks. But I'm definitely with you on the fact that like, I'm glad people are noticing it more like I had no idea and I noticed it um so I think it's just something that more people should read read into and I think we should Mm -hmm. try to find a way that we can help I know we're far but that's just I don't know it's rough I seen that and I was just like oh my god what's going on like this is disgusting so Mm -hmm. even the fact that it's like their own people too you know like it's their own people who are in this task force mm-hmm. and it's just like what is going on like what is going through people's minds like i don't know i'm mm-hmm. always confused with humans like i just it's just something i'm gonna be always confused about because humans do disgusting things and you're like wow like i this just is blowing my mind what i don't want us to do is start to get into like this tug of war of like telling people what to do on their platforms like it's like in the midst of moments like this, people are always in some sort of conflict about what someone else should be doing. And sometimes people just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the bare minimum that people are doing is what they can offer and do in the moment. So mm-hmm. I just would hope that, you know, we can continue to raise awareness. We could limit our conflict with each other because there's enough conflict going on in the world here in, in Nigeria and everywhere else. That's a really good point that you made because that does happen. Like, I feel like people shame you for what you're like, even like you said, even if it's something small, it's like they shame you for not doing enough. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, why is it that? Why isn't it Mm -hmm. like I'm appreciative of what you have done? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. there are people who, you know, aren't doing anything. And even if they're not doing anything, that's. That's, I feel like it's kind of on them. That's, that's you know, their thing. I think people should worry about what can I do and how am I aiding the situation. But, you know, right. I think also it comes with frustration levels and just people being upset that even with whatever they're doing, it seems like it's not helping or working. So I think a lot of mm-hmm. times that can kind of come into play. But you're right. People do shame others for, like, what they what they're doing or, like, how are they going about it. And it's rough. Everyone's different. Everyone has different things going on. So mm-hmm. I think we should all have that, like, every little bit helps attitude. Like, even if it is something small, it's going to help in a certain mm-hmm. way. So definitely agree with that. That was a really good point. Yeah. So my next topic that I wanted to talk about was Ivy Park. Because Beyonce's coming out with a new collection, y'all. <laughs> yes. So the I girls think, are excited. I know. I'm excited. I've seen it. And I was like, yo, first off, the collection, the colors. I'm just, I'm a very big fan of green. It's my favorite color. Specifically, when I see emerald green, I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, like, that's in the collection. And the colors itself, I just really, really enjoyed. And then I'm really big mm-hmm. on visuals. And the visuals was awesome. And I thought it would be perfect to talk about it for this episode because, um, 
basically they the big thing with it is that it's size inclusive this time around so apparently this collection will offer sizes all the way down to xxxs so extra 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 small all the way up to 4x which is amazing okay yeah yes that was my critique the first go around like Beyonce with the big girl. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel included. The yeah. Okay. She didn't have anything in there for the big girl. So now she has there. It's the big thing. Like she made it size inclusive. Um, Adidas had posted the promo video and they're like, I guess line for it was beauty is more than physical appearance, which I loved. I was like, okay, Adidas and Beyonce. <laughs> Oh, so I we see was y'all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really, really like this. Um, mm-hmm. The collection is called Drip 2. It's supposed to drop October 30th. The only thing that sucks is that you know it's going to sell out within like a minute. Yes. Like you just know. Like people, I saw people's tweets and I was cracking up because they were saying they were having PTSD from the first round when they were in the waiting room. And then by the time they got in, everything was gone. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm like, <laughs> I love all these pieces, but I'm not sure how I'm even going to be able to get them because who's to know if you're going to have access to it. And it's pretty cool. Cause she has, I don't know if she had this the first go around, but it's like accessories. She has sneakers now. I know she has shoes, but she has like sneakers and stuff. And the sneakers are so nice. Like I'm just excited. The The overall collection seems like very, very wearable. Not like something that like you would just like have to have a special occasion to put on or anything. And when mm-hmm. I seen the size range, I'm like, ain't nobody really doing that like that. Not with no yeah. high end collections, like, and I don't know how if this is like super high end, but no one's really doing that. We're putting that out there in that size range. Yeah, kudos to her. I seen the promo video today, and I was impressed. Like, I did did like the bright colors, the purples, the mm-hmm. the emerald greens. Like, it really it really pops out at you. So, and I'm happy that you know. It's up to a 4X because what who's fitting into an extra large? Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't even know if my one arm going to fit into that, John. Like, it's just going to be a whole midriff. It's supposed to be exactly. a t shirt in the midriff now. Like, yes. Listen, yeah. this this wide back, these arms, we need a little wiggle room. Yeah. We need, we need a little stretch. That's the one thing I noticed too with like, the plus sizes, it seems like it always stops at 3X for the most part. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I appreciate you going up to this size, but there are plus size people who are bigger than the 3X. Like, mm-hmm. for you just to, well, who chose that this is going to be it for, like, the mm-hmm. plus size range? Like, why are we stopping at a 3X? So I think it's cool when people are going, you know, up the 3X or the 4X. Sometimes, too, like, I know I have an issue with my bottom half. Like, my bottom half is bigger than my top half. And I'll fit into certain things that are like a 3X. But my one thigh, I don't know what's up with it. There's a little extra meat on the one thigh. So, mm-hmm. like, some, some some like, tights and stuff I'll buy, and it'll be that one freaking thigh that is just not fitting all the way. Or, like, my mm-hmm. butt is giving me an issue. But when I go up to, like, a 4X, it fits perfect. So, it's just, mm-hmm. like, you, you just got to play with sizes sometimes when you're in that plus size area, and the 3X don't cut it sometimes. Yes. <laughs> You do, cause it's like certain some pants will give you like all this room for your fupa, and it's like, but I don't, right. need, I don't need all of that. Right. I don't need that much room. <laughs> so it's all this baggage right. here. And it looks crazy. You can't. It's nothing you can really do to dress that up. It just right. it's, it just sits there, and it's like, okay, I can't put a belt here. I can't. Right. 
What am I doing with this? I always wonder why sometimes, too, with, like, like, they don't, I guess, take into account that, yeah, you can be plus size, but you still can have, like, curve to you. Yeah. Like, that seems to get lost. Like, it seems just mm-hmm. like when they they do plus size clothing, some people do it where it's like, like you said, it's all this bagness up top because, you know, you put all this extra room for the food put, but I'm not that big up top as I am on the bottom. Like, I need it on my bottom. My thighs are huge. Yeah. Like, I need that. So it's just mm-hmm. like, or like, sometimes you'll have dresses where it's like, it don't cinch in or anything because they made it for like, it's just like, there's no like, you know, like no curve or nothing to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that gets lost. Like people can be plus size and have curves too. Like that's that's strange. It's odd. So I don't know. I guess everybody's just trying to get it right. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like they're trying. They could be. They could do a whole lot better. Yeah, but, you know, I agree. Kudos. I feel like plus size clothing has come a long way, mm-hmm. um, and I'm grateful for it because for a while there, I was feeling like. The pickings were a little slim. Heck yeah, you're you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, you're right that I, I do agree with you. I'm glad that it has come as long as it has because I feel like when I was in high school, even in the high school, I really didn't have too many options. Like I remember being in high school and middle school, I would have to wear um, sometimes men clothing mm-hmm. because my mom, my mom ain't know no better. She would try to put me in like plus size clothing that was for like older women and I'm like mom I'm fucking in high school middle school I ain't trying to wear that fucking muumuu to school like what are you trying to Can do to me talk about it? <laughs> she would really pick things I'm just like this it's like a big ass blouse with all this like extra shit and I'm like mom that's that's just not it that's not it so I would mm-hmm. have to go into like men's size especially for jeans because they didn't have jeans that fit me if not it would be like these crazy just crazy pants or like mm-hmm. just stuff that I just wasn't into so, even college, I felt like a lot of my clothing was always from, like, Forever 21. That was, like, the mm-hmm. only spot that I knew that was going up to plus-size clothing. But mm-hmm. now, it seems like there are a little bit more options with, like, Pretty Little Thing. I know Boohoo and stuff like that. But, you know, you still struggle sometimes with the how limited you are on certain sites. Even, yeah. like, I know people talk about Fashion Nova, but I've had my times with Fashion Nova where, like, they're saying it's plus-size, but that shit still... <laughs> <laughs> it's not fitting. This don't seem to feel like a 2X or a 3X. Like, something's a little off right. with this measurement. So, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be rough trying to find stuff. It can be. And similar to you, like, my mom, I, I look back at pictures, and one of my girlfriends said, like, your mom dressed you up like you were going into the office. Because, <laughs> you know, I was a big kid. So, my mom, I was, I grew out of the limited two. So, then I was started shopping in New York and company. And that stuff wasn't really made for a middle school or, or a high school girl. So I'm looking real like I'm getting ready to go working on the five and mm-hmm. I'm a whole kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it, it was rough. Mm-hmm. Like I look at some of my pictures and I'm like, why? Why, mm-hmm. why did y'all put me in it? <laughs> That's, that was my mom. Two places to take me to Ashley Stewart and Lane Bryant. She loved taking me there. But the thing was, we were shopping at the same time. Like, she would be getting stuff for her and me, too. And I'm like, Mom, see, no. Like, yes. you're in your 50s, 60s, and I'm over here 13, and we buying the same blouse. Like, something's a little off about that. Like, no, yes. Mom. So I used you to be like, like that. That's your style. That's right, not my style. It caused right. so many arguments and friction about, you need to get stuff that complements your body. Yep. But at 13, you're not thinking about that. You're Mm-mm. thinking about, like, what are my friends wearing? What's stylish? What's in? I'm not thinking about... 
things that complement my body. Like, I'm not trying to wear a freaking pencil skirt to my damn calves. Like, I'm not trying to do that, mom. Like, no, I'm not trying to wear that dang tan denim with the two pockets in the front. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that, mom. Like, let's make something else work. Like, I, I do. I, I remember that specifically just, like, just being, you feel so, like, disappointed and let down too because you'll go mm-hmm. in them places and you don't see anything that you like and you're like oh my god this is so frustrating mm-hmm. so I do remember having to dress in a lot of like boy clothing because that to me appealed to me and I can fit it better than mm-hmm. I could like anything that was women related so mm-hmm. yeah it's rough it's definitely rough they've come a long way but like you said I they, they can definitely do better um, all right, so that wraps up the what's trending or whatever. We're mm-hmm. going to go into our main segment, which is the free talk segment. So for this specific, we kind of already started talking about it, so we'll just swing, continue to swing into it. This mm-hmm. was, this specific segment, I wanted to talk about being plus size. Um, mm-hmm. In general, I want to talk about mm-hmm. like body image, how to grow and like your confidence, mm-hmm. and dating. I thought those would be like good places um, to talk about when it comes to being a plus size woman. I really, really wanted to have this mm-hmm. conversation just because I myself have dealt like I, I've been plus size pretty much all of my life. In college, I had um a moment where like I lost a bunch of weight, but I was still plus size. I just wasn't as big, mm-hmm. but I was still plus size. So I've been plus size all of my life, as I can remember. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of trauma attached to it. Like there's a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been a lot of things that I've experienced um, that I would like to talk about and share with you guys and see if anyone else feels the same way. I have put this up on Instagram um, to see if anybody would volunteer and bring a volunteer, which I'm so grateful for. And yeah, we're going to get into it. So my first question to you is, in your experience, has being a plus size woman and embracing it been difficult or easy for you? Definitely been difficult. Um, it's taken me, I'll be 30 next, next week. And it's taken me a lot of my adulthood to really come into being comfortable. Definitely as a kid, it was hard because it, it wasn't like how it is now where you see the, like the models, you see representation. When I was little, I didn't have that. So it felt like being a big girl was, was a bad thing. Um, a lot of my friends were skinny. Um, we talked about the whole fashion thing. We touched on it. So I always felt kind of out of place and like what everyone, like the hot thing to wear, like I couldn't necessarily fit that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel more confident now, but it's it's come a long way. It's been a journey to get here. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I was, um, I wanted to ask that because I know I've seen women who have said like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if there's if there's any truth to it or not. I'm not going to, you know, say people are lying. But I have seen women that have been like, oh, I love, you know, being big. I've always loved being big. That's just me. Like, they embrace it fully. Um, me, it has been very difficult. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Like, we were discussing. It was very difficult, especially when I was younger, um, to be plus size and to embrace it. Like, you know, it low-key... I don't want to, I don't know. I feel like you low-key sometimes end up feeling like embarrassed about certain things. 
Um, you know, especially when you're a kid, kids are cruel. So I yeah. was bullied. I had, I wasn't bullied. I wouldn't say as bad as I've seen other people bullied, but it, I've been mm-hmm. there. Like I've had people who've made like really terrible comments, like out of jokes and stuff. And you'd just be like, that's not funny. You know, like, huh? Mm-hmm. Or like people that would just, for whatever reason, they want to pick on you that specific day. And that has, that has happened to me and it was rough because you do feel like something's wrong with you, especially if like you mentioned, you're the big one in the group. Mostly. Mm -hmm. I think almost all of my friends, not all of them, but for, yeah, mostly, most of them were always skinny, especially in high Mm -hmm. school, um, and middle school. So it's like rough when you're the big one out the group and people like to make that known. Like I already know that I'm the big one out the group. You don't have to like kind of always pinpoint that or like, make it that obvious and I don't know what it is about people wanting to do that they'll sing Mm -hmm. you out they'll make you feel bad as I've gotten older I would say it's gotten easier but I still have my moments where I'm just like you just feel down about it you're just like Mm -hmm. ugh, like and it I think you even get more down when you're like I should be over this by now sometimes that'll go over my go through my head like why am I still worrying about how you know how I look or how other people see me or what's going on so sometimes that'll get to you too like I should be over this but it's hard it's definitely hard um it is I I was also thinking it makes like as a younger kid I was hyper vigilant about like little stuff like how is my breathing? Am I like sweating too much? Like I felt yes. like those things were indicators that I was like too big. Like, yes. were you sweating under your coat? You too, like, I don't know. Those things were like, they lived in my mind all the time. I'm the, I'm the same way. I've actually still, I, it's just crazy the stuff you'll put yourself through because you're worried about making other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like instead of you being comfortable, you're like, Oh, I got to make sure they're comfortable. Cause I've done that where like, I'll be walking up the steps at work, like if the elevator's down or something, I'll take the steps and I'll be like seriously out of breath. And then I'll just be like trying to tone down how hard I'm breathing because I'm embarrassed about it. Like I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. that people are just like, she's big as hell breathing like that. You know what I'm saying? Or like being like, damn, she's unhealthy as fuck. She can't even go, go up a couple of steps. So I'll just mm-hmm. be like trying to suppress the breath, but it's just like, that's not, I'm uncomfortable. Like I can't breathe, (laughs) but I'll do shit like that. Like I'll do as, like you said, even when I was younger, I would do that. I would, like you said, watch what I'm eating. I've done that too, where it's like, I'm still hungry, but I feel like I can't eat anymore because y'all, y'all fitting to judge me. Y'all finna be like, here Mm -hmm. she fucking go eating again. Like where like other people enjoy eating too. And they might eat more than one plate, but they don't get judged as much because they're smaller than you. And to them, it's just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, they're just greedy or whatever, but it's like you, it's just like, oh, you're fed as hell. You're this. And it's just like, dang. So it's like, you do kind of like always second think kind of what you're doing. And if people are going to be like, that's some fat shit. Like you just be like, damn, yes. why does it have to be that? Like, <laughs> damn it. Why can't it just be the, like, food? like, Ooh, can you come with me to get some food? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want nobody judging me. Cause I like eating is a natural thing. Right. Right, and people will really yeah. make you feel, especially, I've done that too, when I've gone to pick certain things out on the menu, but like, oh, I don't know if I should pick this out because I'm going to come off it as hell. Like, it's just like, the stuff that goes through your mind that you question because you're just worried about people, how they're going to perceive you, it's, it does, mm-hmm. it sucks. It's a very, what's the word? Like, it's very um, 
hurtful to your mental. It is. So it takes a toll on you. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, have you ever dealt with things that have made you since we were talking about being judged that um you feel like have made you feel judged or just overall down about your size? And with that specifically, I wanted to see like if there was any type of like I guess any incidents or like stuff that you stay away from because you're worried that people will say something like, I know for me, I had an incident on a plane that's like embarrassing where I was like, I was too tight to sit in the seat. And ever since then, I've warned people like if I'm flying with them, I just be like, listen, sometimes I need like um, a seatbelt extender. And that shit was embarrassing. Like the, when it happened the first time, I was really embarrassed because I felt like it was a scene being made. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So it's like I've always kind of had stuff like that bother me or like chairs. Sometimes I'll be scared like about certain chairs and shit like that. So I was wondering if you had anything like that where you're just like, I don't know, you're just like feel fearful of it <laughs> because of your weight. Yes. Um, I would say that's like when I had to go back to school they don't they don't make certain things to accommodate plus size people. Mm-hmm. I went even like concert cheers. Like it's someplace <gasps> off of Broad Street that I was at recently. It's good. The Sarah Jakes Robert. And it's an old church. But when I tell you those seats were so tight mm-hmm. and it's like things like that, it's like a like a reminder of like, damn, am I fat? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Why why are these like why aren't things made to accommodate people of all sizes? Mm-hmm. It's like little things like like that that other people ain't thinking about, but in your mind you like, damn, like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to even like shoes, like shoe shopping for shoes depresses me because it's like I can't find anything that fits a wide foot. So like shopping with other people it becomes a trigger where this is supposed to be like something fun and mm-hmm. having a, a, a good time and then now I'm all sad because nobody makes a shoe that could fit a wide fat foot mm-hmm. yeah um, no those so- are really good the concert we saw the concert see I'm just like oh my god like yo that has that has been I don't know what's up with them seats I guess they're that size because they're trying to fit maximum amount of people which okay but it's just like, wow, really? Like, they're really tight. Um, mm-hmm. And that does take away from the experience because it's just like, if you want to sit down or like, there's so many people around too. It's like someone can clearly look over and see that you're tight as hell in that seat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like, dang, like, it, it, you, like I said, you just feel like embarrassed. The shoe thing is a really big thing for me. Like, there's certain... Um, shoes like you said it's supposed to be like fun and you'll just be like uh, I can't wear that or like I'll see some women have some really really pretty heels and stuff and I'm like I can't wear no strappy heel because it's gonna look like what is it that comes wrapped up the meat that comes wrapped up that be like <laughs> poking out the dang holes that's what my foot's uh-huh. gonna look like like a, a honey ham it's gonna be honey hams on, on these ankles like I can't so it's just like even like certain heels, like I know with the size of the heel, you got to be careful with that because then your heel could be leaning like on the side because of the weight. Like yeah. it's just like it's uh, there's so many things you have to consider when it comes to like shopping for shoes. Like even sneakers, like when you have a wide foot, sometimes it leans. Mm-hmm. I've seen jokes online like, 
we're out here making fun of people because their sneakers yeah. are leaning because they have <laughs> wide feet. Like, it's not my fault. But, like, I've just you now recently got into, like, buying sneakers because for a while I was embarrassed. I'm like, I'm not buying no sneakers. One, my feet are too long and they're wide. My mm-hmm. feet going to look crazy. It's like things like that have kept me away from buying sneakers for years. Mm-hmm. Same. I have stuff, like I said, it'll be stuff that because I already know, like, I'm going to be uncomfortable, I'll stay away from it. Or, mm-hmm. like, I said, that the really big thing to me is, like, I know at ch- chairs at certain people's houses, like, I'd be like, hold on, let me sit, like, slowly just to, they got them fucking plastic chairs. Dumb shits are the fucking devil. Like, the plastic ones with the, the white plastic ones with the things on the side, the armrest, yep. them shits suck. The what? The ones is oh the ones because with the um like the the cloth yeah. Yeah, like. like the ones that you take to the beach yeah <laughs> and they sink down so low so it's like even trying to get up out of that mm-hmm. or like you whatever you know what else caused me like a lot of great like trauma getting up out of a chair or getting out the car little things like that make you feel so like big like Ugh. Yeah. or trying to get up off the floor. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I used to have so much anxiety running. Like, all right, I don't want them watching me get up off the floor. It's going to take me a little minute. I don't know how to just hop right up. I got to, like, get on my knees. Yeah, you got to get on your floor, right? On all fours just to, like, put shop. And then you see all these other people just, like, getting up from the top. And I'm just like, oh, Effortlessly, yes. Okay. Yeah, I can't do that. I got to roll over a little bit. And, like, yeah. <laughs> get on off. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely rough. There are just some things that, like, you do, you'll try to stay away from just because you're just afraid of, like, what other people are going to say. Or mm-hmm. just that whole um, being uncomfortable. It's just, it's rough. Yeah. So, the next thing I wanted to talk about was body image. So, mm-hmm. I actually looked um, the definition of body image up. So, I found a really good one. It says, body image is the perception that a person has of their physical self, but more importantly, the thoughts and feelings the person experiences as a result of that perception. said, it is important to understand that these feelings can be positive, negative, or a combination of both and are influenced by individual and environmental factors. Um, They did go into breaking down body image. So there's like four aspects. Um, The first one is like the way you see yourself. So this is basically like just how you see yourself. Like if you see yourself as fat, skinny, not that fat, not that skinny. Some people have, you know, a distorted, a distorted way of seeing themselves where they can be really skinny, but they still feel like they're fat. And that's, you know, where people have disorders and stuff like that. So that's the Mm -hmm. first aspect. The second is the way you feel about the, the way you feel about the way you look. So that's basically, you know, if you like how you look, if you don't like how you look, um, what are some things about your body that you're not, you know, happy with or that you love? So that's that. Um, the third is thoughts and beliefs you feel about your body. So this has to do with you possibly like an example is like if I'm 145 pounds, that's when I'll be happy. Or like, you know, if I'm if I'm a little bit bigger, if I get a little bit more muscle, that's when I really feel like I'm doing my best like that. Mm-hmm. That's what that has to do with. And then the last one is the things you do in relation to the way you look. So behavioral. So basically, you know, some people act out. Some people, you know, have eating disorders. Um, that Those different kind of things. Some people, you know, have low self-worth or stuff like So they just do whatever they feel like they don't deserve because of how they look. Mm-hmm. So those were the, um, the four different ones. Um, I wanted to kind of just basically say, so I struggle with this a lot. 
with all of these pretty much, but I struggle with body image in general. Um, I really mm-hmm. struggle with seeing myself the way other people see me. Um, I really struggle with believing that I'm attractive. So like I recently put up a picture for Vixen. I put it on my personal page and I had so, it had a lot of really good responses. Um, and I was like in shock about it. And it happens mm-hmm. to me a bunch of times. Like I'll put pictures up and stuff and I'll see people's responses or like, there are people, um, like last week I was over my friend's Ron, over my friend's Ron's apartment and I had my friends who was just like talking about my wedding dress. Cause I had put that up on Instagram that I had found a wedding dress, which I was terrified about looking for because mm-hmm. I was worried I wasn't going to find anything in my size that flattered me. And they were mm-hmm. like, I already know you're going to look beautiful cause you're beautiful and you style and this. And I'm just like me, me, you sure? Like, it's like, I have a really hard time, no matter what people say, for some reason, not believing that they're being honest with me. Mm-hmm. I kind of take it as they're saying it because they feel bad for me. And I know that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, I've told Nigel that before. I said, I think people have either they feel bad for me or sometimes they give me compliments just to be nice. But I don't know mm-hmm. if they necessarily, you know, or because they like <laughs> they fuck with me. They like who I am personality wise. But I don't know if I'm necessarily attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also have times that I believe that if I am smaller, that's when I will start to feel more attractive. Like if I'm, mm-hmm. if I lose some weight, that's when I'm really going to start feeling like a bad bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those yeah. were like two of the things that I'm just like, I really do struggle with that. Um, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to ask you if you struggled with anything like that. I do. I feel like me feeling attractive and good about myself comes in ebbs and flows. So like there's times where I feel good. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's other times where I'm just like, I'm not, I don't feel mm-hmm. it. I don't, <laughs> I don't look good. I'm, I'm fat. I need to lose some weight. Um, And you're, and it's weird because like in losing weight, I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I, I love the skin I'm in. I'm comfortable. I feel good. And then there's other times where I'm like, I need to get in the gym. I ain't been in the gym. COVID came and I said I was going to get back and I ain't been back. Um, and it's that constant, like, it's like a constant will that I'm on of like, I want to get to a space where I'm not, you know, that I'm okay. But I do feel like even when, when people say like, oh, you're like, you look good. You're attractive. It's hard to accept those compliments. Mm-hmm. it is um, it definitely mm-hmm. is and I, I agree with you my my feelings like that they come is ebbs and flows as well like I do have times like that where I'm just like oh I'm really feeling myself but then other times I'm just like I look terrible this looks terrible everything's terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I had to kind of figure out why when people say like you look good or they give you a compliment that I don't believe them mm-hmm. and no offense to my parents like I say I, I always try to let people know I have really good parents like but I feel like parents are human and I feel like we all kind of dealt with our parents in a way where we've seen that human side and mm-hmm. I've I've had parents that always pretty much put me down for my weight when I was younger like mm-hmm. my dad did it in a very very aggressive way like he was straight with it direct with it he would embarrass me in front of people like just would say things. I'm just like, what? Like it was, it was crazy. And then my mom, her whole thing is if you don't lose weight, you never find somebody who want to marry you. You never find a boyfriend. She'll say things like, don't you want to look good on your prom day? You should lose some weight if you want to do that. So it's like, I've always had people telling me 
you don't look good. So when I have people telling me that I do look good, I'm just like, that can't be right. My, my parents was telling me for years that I look terrible. So how, you know, like mm-hmm. when did, when did that change? So it's like, it's rough to believe that when like, I guess you've already believed what people were telling you previously. So mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of get that out of your mind. And sometimes that creeps up on you too. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll think you're it over does. it and then you'll be like, where the hell did that come from? Why am I feeling like this? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, you know, I've shared things with, with my therapist about my parents and she's really been great at helping me decipher like what is their voice versus mm-hmm. what's my voice. And a lot of times we've adopted the voice of our, our parents about the things that they feel about how we look, how we present in the world, what we, what we should be doing in, it's hard to shake that. Mm-hmm. It, is. it is. It'll stick with you for a while. Because I feel like your parents are your first go-to. Like, mm-hmm. you look to them for acceptance and for advice mm-hmm. and for love. So if they're not really accepting you as you are and they want you to change, you kind of feel like, okay, well, maybe they're right, you know? Because why would they lie to me? They're my parents. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to look out for me, but I don't think parents especially depending on how they were raised i don't think they realize that sometimes it's not what you say it's how you say it and that you know some things just aren't necessary like it's not necessary it's not really pouring into your child you're kind of like degrading them taken away from them but mm-hmm. they're humans they make mistakes <laughs> it happens mm-hmm. um so i wanted to ask you when you have those times that you're not really feeling that great about yourself how do you push out of those self-conscious feelings? I really have to remind myself that I, I am pretty. Like, I am confident. Like, I am an attractive person. And I think that's why, like, now I'm trying to get more into, like, fashion and, like, you know, beauty. Because those things, they help me feel good. And I notice how great I feel when I tap into those those things, those outlets. Um, and just like, I would say journaling, having representation, like hearing other women share their stories and talk about it. It really, I don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like something that's just like, this is just a rain of thing. It feels like, okay, no, other women are experiencing this too. And this is okay. Like not, not every day is going to feel like a bad bitch Monday. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> some days are going to feel like, ah, not with it today um and i'm learning that that's okay it's mm-hmm. okay to have those days that's perfect i love everything you just said i was like that is perfect <laughs> i was into it like yes i agree with that because yeah it's like i think that is what helps me as well is realizing that it's unrealistic to believe you're just gonna be looking glamorous and top notch and be a hundred percent every day that's just mm-hmm. not real And I know we see that a lot on social media and media in general, but that's all. First off, there's a team behind that. It's not just that one person. There's money behind that. Like Mm -hmm. there's time behind that because a lot of those people, they make their own schedules. They're not working nine to fives or, you know, they have other people helping them with their children and all that stuff. So it's just there's a whole nother backstory to some of these people who you see glammed up all the time or who look the best all the time. There's just whole other stuff going on with that so it's unrealistic to feel like you're just gonna be happy and confident with yourself all the time that's just Mm -hmm. that's just not real 
So I have, that has helped me with, you know, when I get in like my little self-conscious bag. I think another thing that's ha- that has helped me recently that I, I forgot where I saw it. And then I had someone else, I think it was my um, sister-in-law Shakira bring it up, is finding ways to celebrate my body and mm. being grateful for what it can do. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we get stuck on what certain body parts look like instead of mm-hmm. celebrating the fact that like, okay, yeah, maybe I have really big thighs, but I'm able to walk today. Like they were, mm-hmm. they're part of my legs and I was able to walk. There's people out there who can't walk or like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I have really big arms, but they're attached to my hands and I'm able to write, you know, like there's so many things your body can do. Like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm this size, but I was able to walk three miles today, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. celebrate what your body did do for you. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's working for you every day. And I love that. Yeah. I know when I seen that, I was like, Oh, I really like that. Like, so sometimes you kind of just think of like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. Basically everything I said, I was going to repeat what I said, but no, everything that I just said. <laughs> so yeah, I try to push myself a lot of times when I'm not feeling my best to be like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. breathing like my body, there's air coming in. Like I'm able to eat. I'm able to see like my body's really doing, it's working well for me. So mm-hmm. I try to just celebrate that. Um. So the next thing I want to talk about was body positivity. So Mm -hmm. what does being body positive mean to you? To me, it means we're celebrating and we're inclusive of all body types and, you know, everybody's mobility within their body. That's good. That's a really good definition. Um, I agree with that. To me, it is that body positivity is literally celebrating everything, whether Mm -hmm. you're like Beyonce is doing, whether you're an XXS, uh, extra, extra small, or you're 4X, 5X, 7, like, it doesn't matter. We're all beautiful, and we all have beautiful parts of us, and yeah, we're being, we're being positive of it. I feel like another aspect of it is not feeling shame towards mm-hmm. your body, and to kind of, like, not feel like you have to hide yourself, because mm-hmm. I know with me, um, to this day, I still do, but just not as much. I used to really try to put as many layers of clothing that I could <laughs> to hide certain parts of myself. I still do it now mm-hmm. with my thighs because I have a lot of cellulite on my thighs and I'll be wearing jeans in a hot ass summer day because I'm afraid of people looking at my thighs and being like, ew. Um, but when I was younger, remember them polos used to be in back in the day where you would layer the polos? I love that mm-hmm. era because I could layer <laughs> like all these different shirts and nobody would be like, oh, that's weird. And it was really because mm-hmm. I was trying to hide my arms. But mm-hmm. like one point in time I was wearing, I would wear the polos and they would stop like mid arm. And then I'd have like a long sleeve shirt under it was, it was a hot mess how much I was hiding myself. So I feel like part mm-hmm. of being body positive is being like, this is my body. And that's that. <laughs> that's yeah. on that. And I'm showing it and I shouldn't have to worry about being ashamed about it. This is just who I am. Um, do you think you would have to change your appearance before you could be like truly body positive? No. Um, I'm I'm growing into embracing being a plus size woman. Like this is who I am. I've been plus size all my life. Mm-hmm. My mama would tell you, you came out with fat fingers and toes. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm always had these fat fingers and toes. There's nothing I'm gonna be able to do to get rid of it. So it's like, why continue to fight who I am? Mm-hmm. Like my my dad's a plus size guy. You know his side of the family. Where 
I, you know, big bones, mm-hmm. you know, as we would say coming up. I mean, I, I can lose some weight, but I am who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I feel like a lot of the positivity that I'm seeing now is like taking the pressure of losing weight and diet culture. And it's more so being comfortable with your body, being healthy. I feel like that's, that's where I am mm-hmm. right now. Um, and how I'm choosing to love my body and, positive about who I am same I agree I'm in the same boat like I said to people well I was a 10 pound baby first of all so Mm -hmm. but I said (laughs) at least to people in Tanaja I'm like I don't think I'm meant to be skinny like me Mm -hmm. myself I just don't think that's in the cards for me and I'm okay with that I don't want to be skinny like Mm -hmm. yes I do want to lose weight but it's more of like a on a healthy factor for me now where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a plus, it's a bonus that, like, stuff fits better or, like, you know, I can go down a size and I can find, I guess, more stuff. But my whole, I'm trying to keep my focus more on just being, like, I feel better. I'm not, like, groggy all day. Or, mm-hmm. like, I'm going up the steps finally at work and I'm not, like, holding my breath in because I can actually breathe. Like, finding ways to kind of even, like, you know, if I am exercising, help with my mental, not just with the physical. So it's like I'm more on like I want it to be more health wise, more of like this is my lifestyle instead of it being like I feel like I have to diet or mm-hmm. I'm under this pressure of like I have to lose weight. Like, no, I'm on the same like journey as you where it's like I want to embrace, you know, who I am during quarantine where I'm getting some weight and who mm-hmm. I'll be when I you know, after quarantine where I've lost the weight, like either way, I want to be happy and know, like you said, this is who I am. This is just what Mm -hmm. it is. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely think this is just, I, I'm not supposed to be skinny and nothing against anybody who is, I think you should, like you said, you know who you are and that should be it. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think it goes against promoting body positivity if you do lose weight or you get something altered through like some sort of surgery? Because I've heard people say, like, well, you can't be body positive if you've gotten work done. Or, like, Mm -hmm. how are you... Like, you know how Monique, she went through all of that? Where it was, like, all her stand-up was, like, I like being big and stuff. And then she lost the weight. And people were like, she's a hypocrite. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. what if she just wanted to, you know, feel Mm -hmm. healthier? So it's just like, do you think that goes against the whole body positivity if you do that? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I feel like people have to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. So if getting a tummy tuck is what's best for you, then that's the decision that you have to make for yourself. I don't want to get into, like, trying to dictate people's decisions and how that stands for a movement because we all make decisions that are in our best interest. Mm-hmm. Best interest. So I feel like if at one point, you know, you were – a, a, a plus size woman and you did stand up comedy and you capitalized off that and now you've lost some weight. Okay. There's, mm-hmm. There might have been a, a medical reason why she wanted to lose a lot, you know, some weight or just wanting to feel better. You know, there's things like you just in your body, you feel it like, oh, well, my feet hurt now. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, like walking up steps, like those things are medical reasons. They're health concerns as to why. A lot of us choose to make certain decisions. So I hope that answered the No, question. that did. No, it did. <laughs> I feel I kind of feel the same way. I'm not gonna lie though, I'll be honest. I have had moments where like if there's somebody that 
I know has lost a lot of weight because they got like a sleeve surgery done or like you said, they got like a tummy tuck or something. I have had moments where I have judged them. I'll just be like, well, they didn't really lose the weight on their own. I have done that mm-hmm. shit. I'm sorry, but I have like, mm-hmm. like, well, they didn't really put in the work. They just went and got surgery done. And that's why they look like that. Like they really didn't sweat it out. But it's just like that. First off, that's just none of my business. Like you said, if that's what they felt like was best for them and that's what they wanted to do then that's it. So who am I to tell them they're wrong because they decided they wanted to take that route? Also, who knows why they decided to take that route? You said it could have been medical concerns. It could have just been they felt like realistically they knew who they were and they were just like, you know, it's going to be difficult for me to lose the weight, so this would be the best for my health. Like, I can't sit here and talk about why people do the things they do. They do it for their own reason. So I feel like you Mm -hmm. did answer the question perfectly because a lot of times you just don't know why people move the way that they move and you shouldn't have to that's their decision is their body they can do what they want and if it helps them feel better about themselves if it helps them you know even like push it forward and motivate other people to look into it and stuff like that then why not i will say i don't like the people who get stuff done and then they be like on the instagram flexing like they talk about they lost weight and they did it like through a regime, but no, that I don't like. Uh-huh. Please don't do that. Don't do that because there's people out here who really phone. are hustling to lose weight or like, you know, just really doing what they have to do. And they're, that's just messed up to just be like, mm-hmm. that's just fraud and honestly. But um, no, I agree with you. And especially with like our definition of body positivity, it's being, bi- it's being positive at all sizes. We all change. What might have worked in this decade might not work in the next decade, you know? Or, like, mm-hmm. if, what if you wanted to have a child and they're telling you you have to lose weight in order to conceive? Like, there's just so many different aspects as to why we change, and I don't think people should hold you accountable towards that, you know? Like do like you said, do what you want to do and what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about dating. So... <laughs> <laughs> So my first question was, because you are plus size, do you feel or have you felt that it will be more difficult to find someone? I did at one point, like early on, I kind of felt like, oh, like they like a big girl. Mm-hmm. Like I felt, <laughs> you know, but yeah. now I'm like, if you don't like a big girl, then move along. Right. Um, so it's, my mindset has shifted because I, I was into, more insecure then. And I felt lucky to be like, ooh, like someone's interested in me. Um, but now it's like, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> why aren't you interested? <laughs> it's funny that you talk about feeling lucky because I I had this conversation with Nigel um, one time. And I was saying that's how I kind of felt with some of the people that I've dealt with in my past. I felt mm-hmm. like I was lucky, like I was lucky to find somebody who just gave me some sort of interest. And because mm-hmm. of that, I made a lot of dumb decisions or just like put myself in bad situations, let people walk all over me, treat me how they mm-hmm. wanted to, just because mm-hmm. I was on that like, I'm just lucky that you're even like interested or that you're right. finding me attractive. And I think that happens with a lot of bigger women, like, because you're like low key insecure and then somebody gives you some, you know, time or play, you kind of like fold, like you feel like you can't really have no standards. You got to kind of just go along with whatever somebody gives you 
because you mm-hmm. get in that mindset of like, well, who else is going to like me? Like who right. else, who else is going to hit me up? I don't have all these people waiting on me lined up or like, I don't have all these people hitting me up. So you kind of mm-hmm. feel like you have to subject yourself to certain things just to like feel loved. And that sucks. It does. Even now I'm like, I am, I am currently in a relationship, but like prior to that, like my, nobody was sliding in my DMs. Exactly. So I'm like, whoa. Like, is it because I'm a, a larger woman? Like, like, I didn't really, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to harp on it, but it it makes you think about things like that. Like, these experiences that, you know, slimmer women have, it's like, well, I don't want to be fetishized. I don't want someone to feel like they doing me a favor. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to be here because you genuinely are interested in me. Yeah. You find me to be attractive. You find me beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I, I know me, like before I, I was with Nigel, I know there were times where it was just like, I I just think back on it. I'm just like, what the hell was mm-hmm. I thinking? Even like, not even just like sexually or romantically, I would say even with like friendships. Like I know sometimes I've let a lot of things slide in friendships just to feel like accepted or to feel like, you know, like I'm the cool one. Like, oh, you'll want to be around me because my personality is awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm not attractive or like the best looking because I'm fat, but you'll still want to be around me or be interested in me because I'm I'm funny or like I'm fun to be around. So it's like sometimes you kind of feel like, yeah, like, I don't know. You just feel like you have to do certain things or play on certain things just for somebody to give you the time of day. And when you have girlfriends that are skinny and they are, they got all these people in their DMs and your DMs are as dry as toast. You just be like, well, it got to be because I'm big, like, uh-huh. you know, or am I ugly or like what's going on? Like, so yeah. Or like blind rough. dating, like, you know, in this new era of like meeting people on apps and stuff. So yeah, they see a picture, but I'll be like really hypersensitive. Like, all right, well, like he's seen the picture, but like, is he going to like, like, like right. me in person? Like right. that would really drive me insane. Like I was spending a lot of time, like, all right. Like I would be fearful. Like, all right. Like the, is the gig going to be up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. No. Cause a picture you can, you like not saying that I was docking up pictures, but like a picture you, you dress it up. Well, especially mm-hmm. if you're, you get it from your angles. Yeah, you're putting up, you're putting up your best. Yeah. So. It's funny because when I was taking pictures yesterday, I was like, nah, Nigel, we can't do it from this side. This is my good side. We got to hit it from <laughs> this side, okay? So it's just like you do. You put up, like you said, you put up your best. You go from your best angles. Um, it's funny you said that because there's this book I read this year, which I loved. It's called One to Watch. So it's basically about a girl who's a plus-size blogger. She gets asked to be on um, basically like The Bachelorette, but it was like the made-up version in the book. And... Mm-hmm. um. She would. She was going to be the first plus size bachelorette, and it was like this whole big. It's just even a shame that it was like this whole big hoopla of like, oh, they got a plus size girl, and like, who's gonna want to date her and blah 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 mm-hmm. in the book. And mm-hmm. prior to her going on the show, she went on a blind date, and when she met up with the guy, the guy was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you looked like that. Like basically, was like, yeah. She's like, what do you mean? Like the picture was of me. He's like, yeah, but in person. I'm not really feeling it too much. And she was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like, and it was like, as I was reading that book, 
I was just thinking like, this is fucked up. Because <laughs> men can mm-hmm. be really cruel sometimes, especially based on their insecurities. Because mm-hmm. they'll make it seem like they don't like you. But they be liking you. Like you said, there's men out here who are interested in bigger women. The studies show that there's men who look up porn more of bigger women than of skinny girls, but they'll play, mm-hmm. they'll really try to play you and make it seem like, oh, you're just too big for me. Like, I can't. You're like nasty. And it's just like, what? So it's just like, when I read that book, it was a really, really good book. It was just like crazy the stuff that she went through, especially with the, the dating apps. Like, mm-hmm. people are just nasty, man. Even I've experienced harassment on dating apps. Like, um, I remember I had a picture, I think like I was kind of like looking back at it kind of mm-hmm. like that. And somebody was like that flat ass, like just <gasps> things like that. Like, why am I experiencing harassment? Like you wouldn't do this to anybody else, right. but you feel okay to harass me online. Um, yeah, online dating has definitely, I know it's evolved since, you know, I've been on it a couple years ago, but I don't know, like. If we like me, if me and my current partner broke up today or tomorrow, I wouldn't. I would be a little leery about the dating scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like me and Nigel, I, I've said it on previous episodes. He's my only boyfriend. He's been my only boyfriend. Prior to him, I didn't have no boyfriends. I don't want to say I have no picks, but I mean I didn't have like the pick of the litter. Like mm-hmm. so, it's just like I've said that to him. I was like, I feel like even though now, like you said, it's more accepted. It seems like more men are being honest about them being attracted to both skinny women and big women. Like even though it's becoming more of the norm, you know, I still feel like I would have a difficult time finding somebody being interested in me. And mm-hmm. that goes with it being, you know, me being a bigger woman and it just the whole data scene in general now from what everybody's telling me is a hot fucking mess. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm good. Uh, never mind. I'm good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You it's had, interesting um, you said that because I've, I've always felt like dating was kind of slow for me too. Like, yeah, I've like talked to people, had little situationships, mm-hmm. but like people that were actually like a boyfriend, that didn't happen for me until like older like 20s yeah that's when yeah yeah, i i I think i didn't my first date was with nigel and i didn't go we went on our first day i think when i was like 23 24 prior to that i had i did go on a date i did go on a date with somebody i guess we classified as a date i wasn't on i guess a date on my end just because i guess the interest wasn't all the way there for me but it was a date Mm -hmm. so i did go but like an actual date where i'm like oh i like the person and they like me back the first time was yeah, with Nige. But prior to that, there was no dates. And then it's even a shame how, like, some girls will be like, I require a date, you know? And I feel like I never even made that a requirement. I was just out there just giving up the goods with nothing, not getting anything in return. It's just, a, it's mm-hmm. really a shame the stuff you put yourself through because you yep. think you're not All good enough. Yeah. And that's just not for, like, big women. That's just women in general. You feel like you're not good enough, so you really allow... Just anything mm-hmm. because you just don't feel like you're worth it or you deserve it. And that's just such that's such the biggest lie. Like yeah. Um, you had touched on fetishizing. So I wanted to actually actually have a question for that. So have you ever dealt with men fetishizing you? Um, you know, like just wanting to be with you just because they wanted to see what it was like to be with a big girl or anything like that. I feel like this one guy was, um, and I, I feel like he was still dibbling and dabbling in the previous situation, but like some of the comments that he would make made me feel like 
I was like his, his first big girl. Like this was like an experiment, and it was just weird. Um, cause it's like I'm not like like I'm this special attraction. Like I just came out of nowhere. Like you've never seen a big girl before. That's how I would feel sometimes. And talking to him like sir there's plus size women out here I don't maybe you weren't checking for him but like we're not we didn't just appear right like it's been years now bro like come on yes. like, <laughs> yeah I think I don't know if I've ever had someone I think I have like when I think about it I'm like uh I think I have um it's just I don't know. It's just, you You do, you just you kind of be like, what is this about? It's a little weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it, but it does, like, I think you had mentioned, like, please don't try to come over here just because you're trying to, like, experiment or see what it's like or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, no. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of just being like, oh, you're just using me to see what it's like. Right. No, thank you. Um, so my last question is, what advice would you give someone who may be struggling to love and appreciate themselves due to their weight or their appearance? I'm definitely, the first thing I'm going to say is therapy, because it's going to be the, I would say a safe space for you to process things you're not able to say out loud to your family and friends. Like a lot of those things that you and I just talked about earlier, like the breathing, the sweating, the, the, the fear. A lot of those things, sometimes you got to vocalize it to process it and move past it. And I never was able to do that with family and friends. I would never tell my friends, oh, girl, like, when I breathe heavy, I be scared other people be listening. Because um, I don't I don't think no one could really relate. Um, but essentially, I feel like find a safe space that you can process and know that, you know, build your confidence. There's things you can do to build your confidence up. So find a safe, supportive person. And sometimes, like, faking until you make it. Mm-hmm. Affirmations. <laughs> like, all of that is going to help. <laughs> Listen, that was like, that's the one right there. <laughs> no, seriously, I agree with that. Um, Nigel's aunt texted me earlier because she saw my picture, and she was like, yo, your confidence is, like, out of this world. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know. It's not like that. I was like, but it's getting there. I was like, I'm not going to sit here fraud and just be like, I'm the most confident in the world. But I can see like the picture I posted, you can see some of my roles where it's like before, I don't think I necessarily would have put up anything like that. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I'm seeing that it's getting there. And a lot of it has been faking it till I make it. Like just being like, just do it. Just try it. Just see how you feel about it. And just pushing forward with it. And mm-hmm. you'll see it, it does start making a little bit of a difference. Like, you'll see a change. Especially when you, like, push the envelope, like, you do something and it's well accepted. Mm-hmm. Not saying, like, you mm-hmm. have to, you need that for validation, but it would be a lot of that doesn't help. Like, if something's well received, you start realizing, that was just all in my head. Like, people don't give a shit about that. Like, mm-hmm. we all got rules. We all got stretch marks, you know? Like, okay, they they could relate. Instead of me sitting here, like, in my head about it, they're just like, no, I have them too. So, that definitely um does help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to. Think, I just had something that I wanted. I feel like was advice, and I think I just lost it. If it comes back to me, I'll say it later. So, um, we're gonna move on to the very last segment. So the last mm-hmm. one is the more you know, 
And mm-hmm. basically I asked my guests, knowing what they know now, what advice would they give to their former self that you feel like will also help listeners? And it doesn't have to be with what we talked about. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Know your worth. Like don't don't settle. Um, use your voice. Younger me was afraid to use my voice um, in a lot of situations for fear of conflict, for fear of like, you know, I was doing someone else a favor, someone was doing me a favor, but use your voice um, and don't, like, step out of fear. Fear cripples us from doing a lot of things that we want to do in life, um, and I can attest to it. There's some things that I look back on, and I'm like, I wish I would have had the confidence or just not been afraid to do it. So, like, check fear at the door. Tell her she has no room here. She got to go. See you later. Got to go. We did not invite you over here, girl. <laughs> I definitely, I love that. And I feel like that had to do with a lot of our episodes. So that worked out. I feel like, you know, a lot of things that we as women put ourselves through mm-hmm. has a lot to do with not knowing our worth and not knowing that we deserve better and that we're allowed to want more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll, I guess, cut ourselves off or feel like, that's it you know that's that's good enough no you should get exactly what you want so I love that so I always ask my guests where do you want people to find you like what social media would you want them to find you at so you can find me on my personal page which is the mental health advocate join or you can find me at brown girl space so those are both on instagram perfect (laughs) (laughs) and of course you can find my personal page is x dot was three underscores x.co and then if you want to follow vixen by crts it's vxn.xco and that's pretty much it so i want to thank you reina you did a fabulous job okay like amazing i'm so glad that you came on here and Mm -hmm. i really think people are going to be able to just relate and i just i'm very grateful thank you so much Thank you for having me. I was nervous. I've listened to some podcasts and they talk about like having some guests that were dry. So I was like, girl, you can't go on the show and be dry. No, you weren't dry. You weren't dry at all. I felt like you were very, very um, knowledgeable. And I loved a lot of the, th- I, like, I just feel like it's going to be super relatable. I loved it. But all right. So we're going to end the episode. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. <laughs>